Welcome to the third season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That's the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle, and hey, we'll even have time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the hosts of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's, let's get, get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. All right, passengers, welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. That's right. And as always, today's episode and season three is brought to you by Precise Public Adjusting. If you're having trouble with a property loss claim, give them a call. They'll make sure that your insurance carrier treats you the way that they agreed to. Once again, that's Precise Public Adjusting at 817-992-5040. And make sure you let them know that Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Please do. We need more money. Yeah. <laughs> um, just kidding about that. Uh, well, am I kidding about that? I mean, I would always like more money. Doesn't have to be from them, but yeah, yeah. more money, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're, <laughs> if you've been listening before, you know that we're probably getting close to doing Dune, and so today is that day where we are reviewing uh, Dune, the the epic movie from David uh, Dennis Villeneuve. David, geez, Dennis Villeneuve, who directed <laughs> previously Arrival. And um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, uh, dude, that's funny. I didn't, I didn't realize that, but I had a uh, comment during this movie that that it was similar. Yeah, I was like, uh, it's like Star Wars and Blade Runner had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that a little in a little bit. We'll get back to that one in a little bit because I, I, I do have thoughts on that. Uh, and not in a bad way. Uh, okay. So this it's so, I think it's going to be kind of hard to talk about this one, uh, because it literally is, I think less than half of the first book of the series. I I don't even think it goes to half of the book. Now I can't say much about that because I am only like 50 pages in. And uh, not for lack of liking the book, but it's a heavy book filled with a lot of stuff. The book doesn't hold your hand. It just kind of says, these are what these are. Like, it doesn't even tell you. It just, they start saying words and you have to piece together. And that translates to the movie. Very well. It translates to the movie. Uh, The movie does not hold your hand in any way. It jumps straight into it and you kind of have to figure things out, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. It's like taking a tour without a tour guide, (laughs) but it's, it's difficult. Uh, I thought it was a little bit easy again because the first parts of the movie were very much the book. 
Mm. Um, but the, the, you know, when it got past the parts that I had read, uh, then I had to start piecing a few things together, although it does get a little bit easier as the story goes on. So you have Paul Atreides, who is uh, of the Atreides family. His father, um, Duke Leto, uh, he gets assigned by the emperor to go rule over Arrakis. Mm-hmm. And Arrakis is where the spice mines are, where they, where they or where they mine spice. Yeah, not, not really spice mines because the spice is on it's top on of the, the surface. Sand. Yeah, right. So they 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 harvest. harvest. They harvest. Yeah, yeah, we gave the word at the same time. Nice. They they harvest spice, uh, and spice is basically uh, what the what is like the main thing of like the make like they use spice to like make everything. Uh, well, it's just their main export. They send right. it off world and they make billions. And there's been a ton of dynasties over the the span of time where there's this clan or family that comes in. They have some kind of export into it. Some ex. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of um, <laughs> ancient aliens and that dude always says coined and now it's sticking with me sorry but they have some kind of export import thing and they make a ton of money and it's it's transferred from like major royal family to major yeah. royal family well it's forever and it, it's was a recently <laughs> under the harkonnens uh yeah. and the harkonnens have it's basically the 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 baron harkonnen is uh, a cousin a far away cousin of um, Duke or of Duke Atre- uh yeah Atreides Duke Atreides Duke Leto, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the, there is a in the book at least there is a relation where Leto is a far off relative of the Emperor, which is part of the reason that the Baron would like uh, to kill Duke Leto. Because of it's, his claim. Because of his claim, yeah. And it, which is part of why they're the Dune, which is the planet they call the planet Dune, uh, Arrakis. Because it is literally one big sand dune. Right. And uh, the the Baron has claimed to it for so long, makes so much money off of it that giving it up was hard for him. So the Baron plans an attack on Leto and his family. Um, and, and, we go from there. There's a lot of in and outs. Uh, this isn't a finished story at all. Not at all. The movie is is literally ends not even on a cliffhanger. Right, right when you're getting into the meat. Uh, it really just kind of ends. Uh, not it's like a chapter, like end of a chapter. <clears throat> to me. It was a to to think about this. This was such a risk for WB to do. WB to say WB to say we're going to release this one movie and we're not going to we're not going to do a second half (laughs) until we see the money come in from this half. (laughs) I was going to make a joke. It's like we're not going to start it. We're not going to finish it. We're just going to we're just going to put it out (laughs) because it's it's not really a start to this movie. There's not really an end. Uh, well, there's a start, but it doesn't. It really doesn't have an end. It just drops you in. Like I feel like uh, I'm in the Tomorrow World. It's just like, boom, figure it out. It was. There was a lot of figuring it out, but yeah. uh, it is. Uh, it's so weird to talk about because it really, 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 really isn't a finished movie. But what we did get, in my opinion, was was a masterpiece. 
visually, I have to agree with you. I thought the movie was amazing. I thought the acting was amazing. I thought the story getting into it was amazing. I, I think that all of the actors were on point. They killed off almost everybody. Including so, Jason Momoa's beard. <laughs> <laughs> I loved uh, uh, Duncan Idaho a lot. Uh, Jason Momoa's character. Uh huh. I really enjoyed him. And his 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 uh his scene was amazing in that. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it, he's he has an amazing like battle scene, and uh, there's so much death, and it's awesome. And he's a trooper, dude. Yeah, the like, dude, dude's awesome. Yeah, yeah, excellent character. Just death and destruction whenever he walks through a room, which is awesome. I wasn't a fan of a beardless Momoa, but that's because the CG. I'm like, if you want a character to shave, make him shave or just commit to the dude with the beard. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, just just commit one way or the other. Like, and because I felt like that money in the budget could have been used for something else. Uh, like uh, maybe opening up the storyline a little bit more, explaining it rather. What? Um, what are you, I don't. I'm kind of trying to figure out what you mean. Because uh, I like I like I said before, they kind of they don't hold your hand at all. Like no, they're just kind you, of like. What do you mean by CG? Is isn't his beard CG'd off? No, he shaved. It was a whole big thing about him shaving. Like he did like all these interviews about it. Like he was really nervous about shaving for the scene because. Uh, he he almost never is without his beard. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the beard. Uh, I stand corrected on it being CG because I swear I saw CG parts, but uh, that could have just been my bad old eyes. So, <laughs> but, no. uh, and, but yeah. either way, I I prefer Momoa with a beard. Um, he just looks tougher, but I mean, it's not like he needs any help looking any more tough. I mean, he kicks some butt. Uh, in in his scenes, and I, I I really liked him as a mentor to uh, Paul. That was the first time in seven years that Momoa had ever shaved his beard. I wonder how long it would take him to get it back. Uh dude, probably he's fine. Yeah, but like, yeah, there's a there's an actual <laughs> video of him shaving it off. Oh, uh, well, that's good. But yeah, I don't know. I think more so like he's supposed to be. I believe reading the book, his character is supposed to be like this actually like really good looking man. So like, I think they were looking for like clean and like, you know, he's got that very chiseled face, but yeah, it is mm. weird seeing Momoa without a beard because yeah, he usually has it. But I mean, his beards, let's be fair. Momoa's beard's pretty ratty when it comes to beards. Like it's an awesome beard and he looks good with it, but it's like, it's ratty, you know? I don't know. I really like it, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. his jaw. I don't think his jaw is chiseled. He's he's still got round features on his jaw, but I just didn't think it was very like super square. You know, like you've seen people and they're like a box. Uh, but like either John way, Hill. he's still awesome. I still love him. Yeah, exactly. So that's a square jaw. Yeah, John um, is, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but I get what they're going for. Then, like, if they made him shave, and I'm very happy they actually made him shave. Um, I swear there was a part it looked like rendering. Like, he did have he did have like a lot of scars, and I wonder if that was oh. part of his character or if that's why he has a beard because of the scars. 
Okay. I'm not really okay. sure. I'm not really sure of the past that Momoa has been through, so I can't really say much to it. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I really liked his character a lot. I thought uh, also that Paul was a great character. Um, yeah, I was. I was surprised. I, I didn't think I was gonna like him because uh, I don't know much about that actor. Uh, he's really been, yeah, yeah, but he he actually's got some chops. Well, and it's it's cool. Like my first run in with Timothy Chalamet was in Lady Bird. And I love Lady Bird. I think that's a great movie. Uh-huh. And, and I think that uh, Chalamet is great in it. And then I guess his like big one was Call Me By Your Name. You know, it won an Oscar. Uh, it was him and Army Hammer. And it was a, a, a LGBT, LGBTQ story. Mm. Two men in love. Um, yeah. Oh. I, you know, I feel weird calling it like it's a gay movie or a homosexual movie. Like that just sounds weird now. And I don't really know what they it go It does by. sound derogatory. Yeah. Um, and I it, the letters just seem hard to say because you don't want to miss any. But, you know, I mean, it was I a guess, love story. It's a love story between two it, guys. There we go. We just say that. It's a love story. That's, that's all we have to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's these are all new waters, and I think we're all trying to wade through them different ways. And I don't, yeah. don't want to make anything sound derogatory. Like it's not derogatory. Me. Like it's a good movie. Why, you know, I don't want to. It's yeah. like I, I love Brokeback Mountain. I'm like, it's about two gay cowboys. It's like two men in love. You know, it's a, there you go. I guess it kind of works. It kind of works in that way. Uh, <laughs> two cowboys in love. Two cowboys in love. Anyway, Timothy Chalamet is also playing uh, Willy Wonka in that uh, Willy Wonka pre- prequel that they're doing. Which oh, you we, know what? I think that's why I didn't li- think I was going to like him because I was I didn't even watch it. So unfortunately, I well, they didn't make it. It's not a thing yet. Oh, OK, cool. So uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm not really looking forward to it. But now now, now that I know that it hasn't come out yet, <laughs> I might look forward to it a little there bit because I know he's not terrible. There was a push for uh, Chalamet to be uh, Robin in um, in whatever Batflex sequel they did. That'd, that'd be kind of cool. Like uh, him with like a short hairdo and yeah. spiky. And he could really pull off a Tim Drake really easily. I think he could do it. Uh, if they went, if they went for that age, he'd be perfect for it. Yeah. If they went for younger, I guess he really couldn't do younger now. So his age would be pretty perfect for it. I don't know. He's got pretty flawless skin. Um, but what I'm saying is they, they couldn't do like, if you're doing a Batflex sequel, you couldn't really do a young Robin. You'd want to do an older Robin. So, like, his age would be pretty perfect for, like, Nightwing or whatever. Oh, true. Um, if they were doing, like, Damian Wayne, uh, I would say go for the kid the kid in um, Umbrella Academy who who can go in the future. Yeah. And, and all that. Uh, I'd say go for him. Nice. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. We know uh, who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, random thoughts from Danny and Mark. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, other than Paul, his mom, uh, uh, Jessica, she's part uh-huh. of the, the Ben, the Ben Jesserit, mm-hmm. uh, who is a group of, of, they like to call them witches, kind of like, I guess they say it at one point in the movie, they say witches, but uh, in the book, they call them that as well. But they're like, uh, they've got powers so they can use this thing called the voice where it makes people do something that they want them to do. And it comes up with, yeah. And Paul actually was supposed to be a girl, but, Hmm. and they don't really talk about this in the movie, except for like one scene. She's like, you're supposed to have a boy Uh, in the, in the, (laughs) 
books. I love how they talk about it like it's her choice. Like, but it like is. Maybe in the book they explain. No, they that do. Also, they, so in the they book, lab, they, can, they he... can decide to have uh, a female or a male. Okay. Uh, and so, cool. uh, yeah, it's really it's glossed over really in the book, but they talk about it like in you in that world, the Ben Gesserit can decide if they want to have a boy or a girl. Yeah, she's she's been picked by uh by leto to be the the mother of his child they never got married but he loves her um but there were like the reasons again they don't even talk about this in the movie but in the book they do the reasons they got married were um or the reason they they never got married were because uh they could keep the hope open that if other royal lines wanted to be with him they would try to play nice. Hmm. So in the movie, they kind of gloss over that. In the movie, when Leto dies, he's like, I should have married you. You know, like it was really oh, actually quite, yeah. quite a nice scene, but they really gloss over a lot of things. Like <laughs> this book is really, or sorry, this movie is, it can be enjoyed by someone who's never read the book, <clears throat> but I think you're probably going to enjoy it way more had you read the book? If yes. That makes sense. And as somebody who did not read the book, and I think it's great to have somebody that I did not read the book in your perspective that you have or that you're I've reading read, it. I'm reading it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think that's very cool because, but I, I do agree. Like I did enjoy this movie. It's just like really to be perfectly honest. I'm like, Oh, this is interesting, but what's going on? There's a and, lot of that. Um, like and you, when whatever does go on, you really don't get into the meat of it until the last few minutes of this movie, and then it's over. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the hard part about this is because it really is the first part of the movie. Like, there's no it's it, it's like it's like the first episode of a three episode miniseries yeah. on TV. Yeah, because uh, what Dennis Villeneuve says he wants to make three three of these Dune movies, and wow. I don't know if that means part two won't finish the story and part three will go on to be like Children of Dune or whatever, mm. or if he's doing three movies based on the first book, and that's a lot. There's he's also a, Star Wars this thing all again. It's like three, well, and then we'll get another three, and then another three, and that'd be okay because Dune is one whole story, and then the next book is like the Children of Paul Atreides. Uh, I think is what I'm to understand. It's called Children of Dune, mm-hmm. but um, it's a huge book series and there's prequels and there's all this stuff. And I, I don't know how much I'll get into it book wise. I really like the book so far, so I'll probably get into it, but, and I haven't watched the original movie either. So let's get that out of the way. I never watched the David Lynch film. I own it. I'm waiting to finish the book before I watch it. Cause it is the full thing in one movie. That's cool. But I also have not seen that. It had Sting. Sting was in it. Oh, nice. Kyle McLaughlin, a bunch of other actors that were big at the time. But anyway, it's David Lynch, you know, Twin Peaks and all that. We are tired. I don't know if you can tell. It's been a long week. (laughs) Yes, it's been a very long week. You're watching us in the video. You're seeing a lot of yawning. Yeah, candy eating. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, Anyway. It's, it's again, I say this a lot. I'm going to say this a lot. It's hard to talk about this movie because it is only part one, but let's talk it's more. It's not a whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar Isaac is fantastic as the Duke Leto. 
I really like everything is Oscar Isaac is in, and that man is a pretty man. Man, I yeah. like him too. He's, he does a ton of cool stuff. I always like him. Can I? Even in that little love story that he first started out in. Yeah. I want to write a love story to Oscar Isaac's beard. <laughs> hey. Uh, this Momoa's beard is jealous. Yeah, he should be. Um, <laughs> I guess let's bring this back in. This movie, okay. after I finished it, I I was like, wow, this was a masterpiece for me. Uh, but then I said, my Fani asked me what about it. And I said, this is our generation's A New Hope. Yeah, yeah I kind of got that vibe. Slow too, start, because A New Hope is slow. 75% of A New Hope is slow and boring. Um, and then mm. the last parts really get into it. And then Empire Strikes Back is an amazing film. I wouldn't say that it's boring. I would say it's slow, but slow, not boring, slow. But slow. also, they they spell out the story for you. At well, least. they do, like, of course, they do. But I'm for me, this is this is a new hope. That's what it feels like. It feels like the first part of a, a trilogy that could be really cool. Um, although you could watch a new hope and it has an ending. <laughs> yeah. Whereas uh, this does not have an ending. This literally, literally, Zendaya's character says. At the last part of the movie, this is just the beginning. Yeah. And not, but, okay, that's the other thing that kind of eh, miffed me a little bit was uh, so how much they show Zendaya in the trailer in blah blah blah. She's in it for like five minutes. She told the she told the press article. Someone was like, "Oh, we can't wait to see in this movie." She goes, "I'm literally in this for eight minutes. Like, I want you all to know, like, I'm in this movie for for eight minutes, and it's a two hour and forty five minute movie." Very cool of her to say because that you know my sentiments exactly. Um, I'm gonna say, golly, like and she they went with the whole National Geographic thing, you know, that really iconic picture of a girl with the blue eyes thing. They really went for that with her, and I think they nailed it. Oh, but I just feel like it was squandered. They they really could have at least had her in there for twenty minutes. Oh, you she'll know, be like, she'll be huge in the sequels. So it's yeah. not like a, it's not like a, it's not like a big deal. Like uh, yeah, but there's just so little going on. Um, I need like her dialogue to show wise me, that I just I need I needed more. As she grows, I need her to show me more sides to her acting wise, because uh, she still feels very MJ from Spider Man. Uh, not watch Euphoria? No, see, Euphoria is the only time I've ever been like, she can act. Yeah, duh. Uh, but like the other movies she does, <laughs> it's very uh, deadpan. And even in Euphoria, she's kind of deadpan, which is supposed to be her character anyway. But I just I mean, think that's kind of a generational thing. That's possible. I don't want to put it to a generational thing yet. And uh, I want to see I'll, more. I'll I like it. her. Do not get me wrong. Yeah, there is, she's great. There is nothing wrong I just she, she it, it either she's cast in these roles where she's supposed to play that type of character, yeah, or that's just her. And I'm waiting to see kind of where that is. It, uh, kind of like what's his face, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, mm. You know who I'm yeah. talking about? The, uh, oh my god! Every time, guy like just you, Eisenberg, but. <laughs> I always get Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, thank Jesus. you. My brain just wasn't going there. I was going George Michael, you know, from yeah. Arrested Development. Oh, nice. Uh, Michael Sarah didn't prove to me anything until like his last like two or three movies. Yeah, it was like he did. It was the same character through everything, and then Scott Pilgrim. I was like, okay, 
Finally. Okay. Okay. And then he did like where he was a killer, like a crazy killer. And then he did like the one where he was high all the time. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. he's got a little bit more to him, but uh, you know, just got to prove it to me, I guess. Um, Rebecca Ferguson was fantastic as Lady Jessica. Oh, totally. Uh, it's really funny. She's only like 12 years older than Timothy Chalamet. Oh, nice. That's funny. Well, there's this, there's, I, I read this thing and I wish I didn't because I read it before I watched the movie, but it was like, yeah, she's 12 years older. And there's a scene where you're like, are they about to do it? And it's the scene where they're, they're putting on the, the suits on the, in the yeah. desert. And it's like, she looks back at him taking his shirt off. And then he looks back at her. She's about to change. And it's like, oh, a little bit of Oedipal a, vibe going on here. That was like a weird scene. Like, yeah, it does kind of seem like they're about to do it, but uh, no. But at the very least, it looks like he wants to peek. And I'm like, and we're getting there where they, they want to peek at each other. And I'm like, dude, what's happening? <laughs> but Lady Jessica's taught uh, Paul how to do some of this uh, Ben Jesuit stuff or like all of it. Mm-hmm. And so then he could maybe be this thing. Uh, oh my God, what is the word? That's gonna. I actually pulled up a glossary of words for the movie uh, because I knew I was gonna forget some of the words. The Quisatz um, Hatterak. He could. Day. He could be the Quisatz Hatterak. That's what the Ben Jesserit call uh, think that he may be. That's why he does the whole uh, the needle to his to his uh, neck where he has got yeah. to keep his hand in the thing. And they're going to find out if he's the Kwisat Haderach, the he one can who can control be, his impulses. He's the one who can be in many places at once. Ah. Uh, only males can be the Kwisat Haderach. So it's like a huge why thing. Why are they complaining about her having a boy? Well, I don't know. He could also be the mod dib is the other na- term for maybe, it. Maybe they thought they weren't, uh, far enough along in their culling of genetics to reach that level yet. So maybe they're like, oh, you know, like you shouldn't have a boy because we're not ready yet. And, uh, you know, our gene pool isn't ready to produce that person yet. Well, I guess if you have the a boy, they could turn out to be like an alien or something. Then you have not like a, not a human. And then you have to kill them, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. They gloss over that, too. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that. But uh Okay, sorry. I said the mod dib. The mod dib is actually like basically the Kwisat Haderach, but for the Fremen. Like, I got you. Because she, she calls but him. He a, is supposed to be the bridge between the two. Right. Well, she calls the Messiah of the Fremen because she calls, uh, they're like, she goes, uh, Zendaya's character, Shawnee, Shadi. She calls uh, Paul, she goes, what'd she say? She said, everyone thinks you might be the Mahdi. But I don't think you're the Mahdi. Don't don't worry. This the guy will kill you quickly, and it won't hurt. He's yeah. a master fighter, and then he ends up killing them, and then everyone's like, "Oh, he is the Mahdi." I really like that scene, by the way. I because I, you know he had dreamt or foreseen that he was going to die in that fight, and uh, and then he tries to show mercy to his opponent. And he just—it's not their way. They, this 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 traditional yeah. duel is to the death, and he's like, "Okay, you know, Mustafa, three times, you know, <laughs> it's time for you to go." That was interesting scene because he's like, "Do you yield?" And then, of course, uh, the um, God, what's his name? Sh- uh, Stilgar, Stilgar, Javier Bardem, who's awesome. Uh, 
Stilgar is like, no, there it's a fight to the death. Like there is no yielding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, he thinks that he's toying with him. He's like, yeah. is is the he's boy toying pissed. with him? And yeah. and Jessica's like, no, Paul's never killed a man before. Yeah. Uh, and then Paul does kill the guy in the fight. And it's actually, it's so ritualistic. It's not, it, it's like the guy's surprised that he died, I guess, or is about to die. But like, it's a really sweet kind of scene because he holds him. He's like, he holds his hand. Yeah. What also it's, it's, you know, it, this, it was very honorable too. Cause he's like, no, we're not going to take this woman. Um, you know, we really only have space for one type of thing. Uh, and um all right well we're gonna fight and she's gonna take your place and i i kind of like that that he was like all right uh let's do this well, and and you know he didn't want to but he did it anyways uh you know uh paul yeah he engages in this fight because he has to for his mom so i thought that was really cool i thought it was great that the dude was just like you know what you're not coming over my dead body and uh, we'll find out. Yeah. So, and they did. They really did. It was really cool. Well, I it, love the frustration that he, when he's yelling at him, like to basically kill him. Uh, I thought that was so intense and cool that like, there are really cool parts to this movie. It's just a long drawn out, like what's going on. Again, oh, cool ar- thing. And then, Oh, here, we're about to find out what's going on. And then end. it's two hours and 45 minutes of setup. Yeah. Not so, in a terrible way. Like it didn't, I would, yeah, I personally, it's not terrible. I was never bored. Uh, I was interested in everything that was going on. It took me a good 50 minutes to say, okay, I really like this. Uh, uh, yeah, that's for sure. I was uh, introed. I was interested, but I was bored for the first, like at least 30 to 45 minutes of this movie. And then finally, like, it's like, okay. I'm well, all, it, uh, the first time I tried to watch it, I fell asleep. I was very, very tired. I had just gotten back from Mexico. So I was like, I was tired. So I fell asleep while trying to watch Dune the first time. And then I went back and watched it again. And I was into it. And I got about an hour and a half in and then I had to stop. And then I took another hour and a half to watch the next part or, or however long it took. Um, and... I don't know. I just really liked it. I thought it was a masterpiece, but the first 45 minutes are a little hard to get through because it's very slow. Yeah. Um, but My all the actors, I like it, but I don't think I'm going to watch it again. Oh, I am. I was after I finished it. I was like, funny. When are we, when are you going to watch this with me? Cause I was super freaking into it. Like I just loved every second of, of the, of the last part of the movie, like everything that was 50 minutes and on, I was into um, I really liked the, the, the Herald of change. Um, I, I liked, I wanted more of beast Robin Harkonnen, David, uh, Bautista's character. Mm. He felt, uh, wasted it for, uh, for now. My thing is he was like, I'm not doing Marvel cause I want to do different characters. And I feel like he's still doing those characters. Um, uh, he, he wasn't Drax. He, yes, he was no, just he not wasn't. stupid. <laughs> he was just a little bit more intelligent than Drax. Uh, some characters I expected more from them, like David mm-hmm. Dalmastian, who played the uh, polka dot man in Suicide Squad. Yeah, he was the number two for uh, for the Baron. 
Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. Who, who does he work for? Number two. Number two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stellan Skarsgård playing the Baron was cool. Yeah. Uh, that, that was cool. <clears throat> Gave me La Magra vibes from Blade. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, not La Magra. I call him La Magra, but it was the big dude who yeah. works in the archive. Um, <laughs> His almost death scene was really cool where Leto bit down on the tooth and blew out the stuff and everyone around them yeah. died. But he happened to like fly himself up. I would also like to understand why Baron can fly. Same. That was uh, another thing. I didn't like that part. I'm like, uh, why can he fly? I at first thought he was super tall. Like he just had really long legs. Like when he mm. got up, I was like, oh, he's just really tall. It's like he a weird crunches into that weird oil bathtub. Like a beard or a, a, a weird, uh, like candy apple shape. Um, Cause he's really just, fast. Just two sticks, two sticks, but yeah. But uh, no, he was, uh, he was flying. So I didn't actually know he was flying until that scene uh, when he was like floating to Leto. But uh, uh, yeah. I know passengers, it's like a really, this feels like a really disjointed review, but the movie it's is a disjointed movie. Yeah. It's such a weird movie that it's uh really hard to talk about i need to watch it again like that's just where i am like i, I need the sequel i i'm yeah, probably going to be very into the sequel yeah the see oh it's setting up something amazing for yeah. sure um but it's yeah it's kind of hard to talk about i'm gonna have to read more of the yeah. book too to kind of understand some more stuff yeah and that's the thing that that well you know if a movie spells things out for you at least, at least in a very small what was the last bit, movie that we watched then we can were, talk about it what was the last movie we watched where you were like it doesn't oh green the green knight where you were like it doesn't hold your hand at all you know but that's different because you know for one i've read the book and or and uh or the fables legends uh and, but all and i and i was a fan like this one, I haven't read the book, but even if I did, the book doesn't hold your hand either. Well, this it's, really needed, it needs to, it, it, I really think that WB should have filmed a sequel to this right away and had it come yeah. out next year. Yeah. Uh, whereas now it's coming out in 2023. Um, again. So what's with the bagpipes? <laughs> there's a whole article about the bagpipes in the, <laughs> um on the internet that the AV club did or something like that. And I didn't read it yet, but I thought that was kind of funny. In the back yeah. um, I guess the last kind of things we could talk about, like Josh Brolin as Gurney was awesome. I like Josh him. Brolin a lot. Uh, um, there should have been way more with Dr. You, the one who um, betrays them. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more in the book with him. He's a bigger character than he was in this movie. It's also weird that all of a sudden they can understand him. Like he's speaking a different language at the at first, and then all, all of a sudden he's speaking English. Yeah. There's <sighs> this movie is gonna be better in retrospect. In <laughs> retrospect, when we see the sequel, I feel like. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I feel like this movie is gonna yeah. be so much better. Uh, later when we get the second one and people are going to be, it's going to, it's not like it's being, like people like it, like it's getting good reviews. Um, I like it, but I don't love it. I love it because I know that there's going to be more and it's going to be, I don't know. It just felt like a masterpiece to me. It felt like an epic, but it also 
uh, it's like I a feel, high school girlfriend. I feel <laughs> what it's it's blue balls. Let's call it what it is. It's blue balls. Hard, hardcore. Uh, you got <laughs> you got a lot of heavy petting and making out and maybe a little uh, under the clothing. Uh, and finish. then and then and then she <laughs> then she was like, no, we can't do this yet. Uh, uh, it's it's very unsatisfying in a weird way. Yeah, it's, I've not had a movie do this to me. Um, it's never happened before. Ah, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's a high school girlfriend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I loved. Okay, here's my final thoughts. Masterpiece. I recommend it highly. But you're gonna you're gonna walk out going, what? Well, crap. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I, I I'm gonna watch it again. I'm gonna finish the book because I'm really into the book. The only reason that I watched this movie before finishing the book was because I heard that it was only like a quarter to a half of the book. So uh-huh. um, I was okay with that, knowing that I'd read through some stuff. And plus, you know, they changed some things and whatnot. But um, I'm excited for the sequel. Like it, it actually made me very ready for the sequel. We're going to get a TV series uh, also on HBO Max. I don't know when that's going to happen, but um, I'm glad that, you know, we're going to get a sequel. So, yeah, um, I, I like this movie. I don't love it. Uh, it is it a must see? No, uh, until the sequel comes out. Uh, once the sequel comes out, then I think you need to bite the bullet and commit and see it because then you'll be able to be like, all right, I'm I'm into it. I need to know what happens next. And it'll be out already. So um, because now I have like multiple years of just being like, why? Why did I watch that? <laughs> uh, but it was visually stunning. Uh, the acting is really great and it really compensates for the lack of detail uh, plot wise. So I I. I got to say, like, I, I did like watching this movie, but I get like Danny said, like I walked out or I, <laughs> I flipped over to Netflix <laughs> being like, what just happened? And uh, why did it happen? And um, but uh, the most important question is what happens next? So I, I am intrigued uh, to know more about this and to find out more about the bagpipes. <laughs> so. uh, I will bring this. You're saying the bagpipes. I thought the soundtrack was fantastic. Uh-huh. Soundtrack yeah. was really good. Although it gave me very uh, hardcore reminders of the Wonder Woman. Theme. Uh, I was thinking Superman. Uh, and uh, Which, the Man of Steel or the original? Like Man of Steel. Deal. Yeah, and uh, same same guy. Yeah, exactly. So I and I just it, you know it's 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 basically like all the popular kids from Marvel and DC in this film, and it's like it's like I I keep saying this like I think this is like the third week in a row. It's like all the cool kids uh, projects, the group projects, and it's like they, you know we were watching it because we love you, but uh, what was this? Did it really accomplish what, what you were supposed to do? So, uh, but uh, you get an A anyways, because we like you a lot. So uh, I, um, I don't know what else to say. My brain went, oh, yeah, I, I, it's so hard. It's so hard to talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and go to Always Dragged Never. All right.
So uh, the three people I have chosen for this is Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, and Oscar Isaac. Hey. So I, so I actually find this one very hard. I do not. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So always see an Oscar Isaac movie. Uh, I will be dragged to a Rebecca Ferguson movie. I really like her. She's cool. And I'm not really familiar with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, he's got some chops and he's up and coming. I know you love that about actors when they've got a lot of potential. Uh, but, uh, you know, me, I, 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 I got to see the, the uh, portfolio and that, that way I can compare, compare them. Cause uh, yeah, you are uh, what you did. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, anyways, I, that's my answer. Yeah. I will always see Oscar Isaac. I will be dragged to Timothy Chalamet. I'll never see Rebecca Ferguson. That sucks because I love Rebecca Ferguson in the Mission Impossible films. Yeah. Um, but Timothy Chalamet to me is, is going to do some great things. Already has done some great things. Um, I can't wait to go see the French Dispatch sometime this week. Uh, he's in that. It's the new Wes Anderson film. Uh, and, um, I, you know, uh, Rebecca Ferguson was in Dr. Sleep. Uh, that movie, Life. She was awesome, uh, Doctor. Yeah, and I think there was like something called The White Queen, right? I don't, that I she don't, was in. It was a TV show, and that was awesome. It was one of those timepieces. Uh, oh yeah, you lost me at timepiece. But it was good. Yeah, it is The White Queen, and it is. It's good. Uh, I was dragged to it, but I ended up liking it. Uh, and then Oscar Isaac, of course, is amazing, and it's proven he's amazing. Probably one of my favorite parts of the of the newer Star Wars trilogy yep. is Poe. But uh, also, he's going to be playing uh, Solid Snake in mm. the in the in the Metal Gear Solid movie. He's going to be playing uh, Moon Knight for Marvel in their TV series. Like I'm all about Oscar Isaac right now, so. Also, I need yeah, to watch scenes, scenes from a Marriage, his new HBO show. And he was Apocalypse. Like, I mean, I know it's not like the best villain or movie, but still X-Men. I love X-Men. He did what he could in that role. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our that's our uh, first segment. So let's go ahead. Oh, it, was, oh. it was called 10 Years, that, that uh, oh. guilty pleasure romance movie oh, okay. uh, that I liked of his. But yeah. Well. Let's just hear a word from our sponsor. All right. And we're back, passengers, with the birthday and news. That's right. <laughs> October 31st, Halloween. Um, nice. I hope y'all had a happy Halloween because you've been listening to this after Halloween. So I hope it was happy for y'all and fun and spooktacular. Yeah. Uh, October 31st, we have the one and only Rob Schneider. You can do it. Yes. Deuce Bigelow himself. I'm surprised you didn't go with like, the dread character i don't even know his name in that movie oh yeah uh dang it uh frankie well he yells frankie but i don't know why he calls him frankie because i don't think that's actually his name oh that's probably his nickname it's like his name shortened down but uh yeah he's like hey frankie shawnee shawnee (laughs) yeah are you watching um what we do in the shadows uh no uh only the first two episodes of the new season yeah. Okay. Yeah, you gotta yeah. get to, you gotta get to the Shawnee episode. Um, <laughs> anyway, Rob Schneider, man, uh, not I doing love that guy. Not doing anything now, but what he was doing back when we were in like high school was so good. Everything with Adam Sandler was so funny. 
Well, he really uh, recently did a stand-up. Like, I think it was on HBO, and it was good. Or no, it was, maybe it was Netflix. It was Netflix. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And on top of that, he talks about his connection with his daughter, and I just thought that was so wholesome. Uh, I really liked his stand-up. And, uh, man, there, there are a ton of movies that I see him in, and I'm just like, oh, the hot chip, right? Like, that movie's <laughs> hilarious. It's me, Jessica! Jessica! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah I, do, I feel like he's totally underappreciated and uh when are we getting the, I, the his line was huge in san antonio i i wish that i had gone wait excuse me there's a schneider connaissance i said when are we gonna get the schneider connaissance oh i know right i know i would love one um April oh, oh, wait, 51st what? dates, right? Like he's hilarious. All his little random characters are hilarious. He he has such range for these weird niche characters. Yeah. And I love that. He just did a TV series, not well, I say just did. It's been a few years where it was like him with his family. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I watched like one episode. I thought it was pretty funny, but that's what happens a lot of times. I'll watch one episode of something and then I'll never get back to it. Ooh, piece of candy. What was yeah. I doing? <laughs> November 1st, we have the uh, fantastic Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. Oh, uh, my gosh. Looked at tickets. They were really expensive. And then stopped looking at tickets. <laughs> do I not, still want to go. but Do not make $80 nosebleeds. That's ridiculous. Uh, so I was just talking to somebody who went to the Hella Mega Tour. And those were four hundred dollar tickets, so eighty bucks is totally worth it. That's how much well, they were was when he they came down last in the, time. Was he down in the pit? No, I don't think so. Then he then he overpaid because up up uh, nosebleeds were only thirty bucks. I only paid. Oh, then yeah, then he was in the pit. I mean, I, I, only, I didn't ask him where, but I was saying? the one who said. Well, I thought the nosebleeds were still four hundred dollars, and he was like, "Yeah, I think so." No, so, the nosebleeds were thirty bucks or something like that. Oh, the, man, I where I was that. sitting. I was down in like the first row right before the the thing, no. and, it, and they were uh, fifty bucks a piece. Oh, that's ah oh, man. Yeah, so I thought no. somebody had mentioned that they were all four hundred bucks. No, where you sat, and I was like, no way, dude. They I'm were probably four hundred resale later when because it was a sold out show. Mm, that's probably what it was. I, I was, I, you know, I'm late to everything, so yeah, no way I would do nosebleeds for that. Um, but yeah, Anthony Kiedis, man. I would, I was thinking the other day, I was like, what are some of my favorite bands? It's really hard for me to do favorites. I'm not good at making favorites list because I always change. But if I'm thinking back to like bands that are just really good, that I always come back to red out chili peppers, third eye blind, the used, like these are all bands that I come back to after not listening to them for a little while. And I come back and I can listen to their whole catalog. Yep. Timeless. so yeah, I, I would guess like Red Hot Chili Peppers would be somewhere in my top twenty at least. Absolutely, uh, at least, like guaranteed. Um, but they're one of those bands I always come back to. I'm not like I'm not going to tattoo Red Hot Chili Peppers on my body, but you know I like them enough that I would say they're probably one of my favorites. Yeah, so I, I, I love absolutely. Yeah, love all their music. I don't think I've hated anything. Um, but yeah, November 2nd, David Schwimmer, Ross from Friends. Yes. Okay. Uh, and also the husband from Six Days and Seven Nights with Harrison Ford and Anne Heche, which I mentioned I liked last episode. That's I think. so funny. 
<laughs> I was thinking, why did David Schwimmer not become a bigger star? And then yeah. I thought, I thought to myself, because he doesn't have to. He made a million dollars an episode. Well, he yeah, he probably just thought to himself, oh, 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 far by me. <laughs> that was that was. I'm gonna give it to you. That was a pretty good impression of David Schwimmer. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> November third. Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, this dude was He-Man. Yeah. For me as He-Man, I know that's such a silly movie, but him and um, another Friends actress, Courtney Cox, uh, were in the He-Man Masters of the Universe movie, live action. But also, he was freaking, um, uh, a, a Don, a, no, what was his name? He was the Russian. The Russian in Rocky, yeah. What was his name? I don't know. Not Creed. Creed. No. Creed. No, it's definitely not Creed. Creed. Adonis? Was it Adonis? I don't remember. Oh, that's going to bother me. Yeah. Anyway. Probably uh, bother some of our listeners. If we I'm remember. sure they're like, sorry, guys. Ah! We're really tired. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It? We apologize to your radio, which now has a dent in it. <laughs> was Rocky, uh, was it five? Yeah. Rocky yeah. five. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he was Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ivan Drago. Uh. Ivan Drago. Adonis is, is uh, Creed's son, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's right. Ivan Drago. So the new the new director's cut is coming out uh, this month for Rocky Four, And um, it's they're calling it Rocky versus Drago. So... I'm excited for that because I really like the Rocky movies. You would think that I'd remember their actual names, but anyway. It's called Rocky. <laughs> I do love Dolph Lundgren. He was awesome in Aquaman. He's awesome yep. in pretty much anything he does. Uh, Universal Soldier. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dolph Lundgren's awesome. He needs to be in more. Yeah. Especially yeah, that would be nice to have a reconnaissance of him and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, God. Put them both in a movie. Put them in another. Yeah. Movie together. Like Were they in the Expendables together or was it just Dolph Lundgren? I think it was Dolph Lundgren. I don't think. Yeah, I was. I thought that was a wasted opportunity to not bring back Van Damme. I have my it's issues. It's an opportunity to say Van Damage. Like, I have my come on. issues with the Expendables. Like, I wanted it to be something more than it yeah. was. And I guess what they gave us, people were like, that was awesome. But I don't know. I just I watched it and was like, mm, unimpressed. Awesome. Yeah. Um, unimpressed. Uh, November 4th. All right. All right. All right. Matthew McConaughey, hopefully our next governor. Obviously, he's going to keep on living. L I V I M. <laughs> you know what I like about high school girls? <laughs> <laughs> if you have not done it, y'all, passengers, go either read or get on Audible and listen to his book, Green Lights. I love that man. It's a good book. It's his memoir slash like. I'm going to check that out. I like advice. that guy a lot audibles uh he reads it and it's like it's it's fantastic because yeah nice. he was recently talking about how uh you know because they're talking about him running for some sort of office here in texas right and uh he made such an excellent point that i think to myself all the time is that he feels that he's uh more useful as like a consultant or just like a third party um perspective to the government rather than actually being in politics because he truly believes like politics is broken, uh, which I wholeheartedly believe. Uh, and 
Yeah, like I just my hats off to the guy because I mean, don't get me wrong. Do I want somebody like him uh, running for office? Yeah, totally. But the thing is, is like you, you get into politics, and then what do they do? They just have this weird pissing match, and uh, there's this stupid hybrid where the Republican side or the Democratic side, depending on whatever side is serving up the bill, just says no, cut out all these things in order for you to get this one thing that you were going to slide into the bill all cryptic like uh if you want to get that to like sneak through you got to cut all the cut out all the things you that you actually promised the people <laughs> and then we could just get this turd in the wind and it's like it's it's so broken and uh, so i totally relate uh, to the words that he uh proclaimed about whether or not he's going to run. So I still hope he runs, but man, I just see, I know he has his work cut out for him if he does. Oh, for sure. Man. Politics. Uh, November 5th, we have Sam Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell. Me too, man. Uh, Even in Charlie's Angels as the villain. I I love him. I love him. No, no. Bring back uh, Justin Hammer in the MCU. Bring back his character from Ninja Turtles, where he's like the recruiter, the young kid recruiter. I I would love to see like another Ninja Turtles where he's grown up and still doing that. For the maybe point. maybe Seth Rogen will put him in his Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> it sounds so good. <laughs> uh, and then November sixth, we have we have the lovely Emma Stone. Yes, absolutely. She made uh, me a fan of Cruella. Yeah, dude, seriously. I did not expect that. I thought that was going to be a terrible movie, and I went and watched it, and holy moly, I, I love that movie. I am. I'm really glad I watched it. I, I will watch it again sometime. Yep, soundtrack is amazing. But then uh, apparently she's making a sequel to Easy A. I love Easy A. Oh, yeah. I, it's been a minute, but I, I remember liking it. But uh, Emma Stone, put her in more. Heck yeah. Put her in more La La Land. Love La La Land. Still need to see that. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. She's... Still a guilty pleasure. I'll put that on <laughs> all the time. Great actress. Uh, and of course, you know, our first loved her in um, Superbad. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the Spider-Man movies. I was like, that's not why I love her. <laughs> no, I mean, she was, she was a great Gwen Stacy, but... But all that, that death scene was... Awesome. Oh, her her death, death her scene. death scene, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, happy birthday to our celebrities. Yes, happy birthday to our celebrities. Without whom, we would not be able to do what we do. So, thank you. Let's go to some news. Uh, so, well, we've already kind of glossed over this one, but we'll, Dune's getting a sequel, twenty twenty three. So, it got greenlit the other day. Um, and then we'll also be getting an HBO Max TV series based on the Ben Gesserit, uh women and uh the first episode will be directed by dennis villanueva uh and written by the writers of dune so uh, i'm excited yeah. i'm excited to see more hopefully it'll go more in depth and we uh won't have we don't have to be worried about not being a uh, handheld yeah anticipation is building anticipation <laughs> venom 2 has surpassed black widow at the box office yeah yeah that's kind of cool um I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, rightfully so, man. I'm, I mean, Venom is like seriously one of the best characters, or at least uh, most popular characters. Uh, and I, 
I'm sorry to say, like, if you were to like go up to somebody before all these, what is it like the past like 13 years now, like, and say like, hey, do you know Venom or do you know Black Widow? Like, who's gonna get like more like, yeah, I know that character, you know. So, anyways, uh, I really like Black Widow, but I'm a much bigger Venom fan, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. sure. As I lift my shirt for the camera podcasters. <laughs> And I was also Venom today for Halloween at work. Nice. Um, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, well, really quickly, Eternals is now the lowest rated MCU movie according to Rotten Tomatoes. Has <laughs> even come out yet? Uh, well, I mean, people have seen it, but yeah, it's they're saying it's worse than Thor The Dark World. Uh, but it's weird because I'm getting like mixed reviews. Like I've, some of the reviewers that I really like said that it's, fun i don't know what to think i mean i'm just going to reserve judgment until i see it maybe it's a good thing that i'm going in with really low expectations yeah uh i think that can I, only help you this is the, <laughs> this is the first and only marvel movie where i've watched the trailers and i just have not felt anything yeah i'm not yay like i yeah, gotta get in there i'm like uh, I'm like, uh, I'm interested. another popular kids group project. Like, I'm kind of interested because uh, some of the actors. Yes. Uh, and I'm interested because it could be a cool story, but I have no, I have no, no, like none, like almost no prior knowledge of these characters. Uh, so what I do like about it is I recently read this, like I love to follow like conspiracy, like Instagrams and their concepts. I just love to just, they're like little brain teasers and I don't really take too much stock in a whole bunch of them. But uh, one of the things is that the story like follows uh, like the Anunnaki and all that stuff. If you were, if you're into ancient aliens and stuff and I, that's the real reason I'm, I'm truly excited to go uh, just to see those parallels, which I watched hours and hours and hours of ancient aliens and, stuff online about the Anunnaki and it's just all super interesting to me uh, whether or not it's true or not you know who cares it's fun to think about and in this movie if they conceptualize it it'll be just as interesting if they do uh, but I, yeah. I the the director is is you know an uh, award-winning director um, she's got a lot in her pipeline later so I'm just I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and go see it but I'm not going to go in with high expectations yeah I, yeah, I don't think it's going to be like trying to beat Endgame or anything like that. It's, it's just going to be one of those the builders. Problem, the problem is Venom phases. Venom 2's end credit scenes made me so excited for No Way Home. Yeah, how do you beat that? It's like, man, I just wish No Way Home and Eternals were switched and, and No Way Home was coming out next week and Eternals was coming out in December. Yeah. But it's it's smart marketing because they know people have off in December and they'll go see movies. <laughs> Well, and they know that's how addiction works. It's like give them a little taste, and then you give them the bad dose, and then they're like, "I need the good one." And it's just like, "I, I gotta have it," and yeah. I'm just gonna go get it no matter what happens. And <laughs> speaking of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, Kevin uh, Feige, Feige warns audiences that they need to not pin their hopes and dreams on Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield being in No Way Home. You shut your mouth. I, talking to me. I still, I still feel. <laughs> Like they're trying to throw us off the scent, but I yeah, also I, I also feel like I feel like there's a really good chance that they don't show up in No Way Home, 
and that they do show up in Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Okay. Madness, the multiverse or multiverse matter, whatever they're calling it. I can um, now that I can totally get behind. Like one way or since, another, they're coming. Especially since they're in that movie. Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange 2. And yeah. Sam Raimi did Spider-Man. I can assume yeah. that that might be what happens. Yeah. Just I don't know. We'll see. We'll I think see. it's a great call. I'm not going to I'm not going to throw out that I think what's going to happen or not, because if they do show up, I'd be so happy. If Check us out at moviebets.com. You can place your bet. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Moviebets was a movie website. We should, All right. You we should make that. First. It's not a website. Let's We're making do it. it. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Moviebets.com. Um, let's talk sad stuff for a moment. Oh, okay. uh, did you hear about? We did. We just talked about Eternals. <laughs> did you hear about uh, Alec Baldwin shooting? Oh, um, yes. The director of photography, uh, I believe her name was uh, Helena Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Hutchins. Mm-hmm. Helena Hutch- Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. She was um, the cinematographer for the film. He also. God, the, the bullet went through her and into the into uh, another person. The director of the movie. Yeah. Uh, the director lived. Uh, it's, it's a really sad um, situation. She's forty-two years old. Uh, the, the messed up thing is that it was it was a practice gun for offset target practice, and like how how would you know? Well, how would he know? That that was the gun. Was it marked? Well, was no, the, it was the, the prop same, gun marked. It the it's no, the exact same, same gun. No, it was the same prop gun. They just prop guns are real guns on sets. Yeah, they but just the use bullets blanks. are not supposed to be. Yeah, right. So like, once so what it's was on happening set, it shouldn't was, have any bullets. What was happening was the prop masters of the movie were using the people who do the prop stuff were using the gun with real bullets to shoot cans. Uh, on set. Wow, that's and what they meant by offset. Off-site yep. target practice. That is yep. uh, that is some uh, real wordsmithing right there. Right, exactly. So anyway, these the prop master and all those people were not uh, like uh, were they were not unionized. Uh, the union ones walked off set for for bad practice. The 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 VP of the movie, the 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 vice director what do you call them the second director the whatever has yeah. been known to have really terrible um uh work set ethics and whatnot and so he just hired on some people alec baldwin's gonna be for the rest of his life very upset that he shot that gun yeah. he's gonna get some crap because he was a producer on the film and he did have some things against them not hiring any unionized people but he also didn't stop it mm-hmm uh, people are saying the movie should just shut down and not be made, but it has. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, now life has literally been sacrificed. Right. It's like we got to we got to see it. Like you better make it good. And I want to see it because somebody their life. It's it's Jensen Ackles' movie after he's done Supernatural. I want to see him in more stuff. Yeah, Dean. And I love Alec Baldwin, man. Like I feel so bad that this happened. Um, on everybody's account, and Look, this uh, is yeah, this, I love that he's keeping in contact with the husband, though. Yeah, that was a really nice thing. Uh, and the fact that I mean, god, this hasn't happened since Brandon Lee on the set of The Crow, yeah, yeah, like someone dying. Apparently, that stuff like this happens, but someone sure. dying on set, uh, yeah, since Brandon Lee, man, that's insane. Uh, 
our hearts go out, of course, to Absolutely. Helena Hutchins' family and um, and everyone on the set of Rust. It, that's just a terrible thing to have happened. Shouldn't happen. We shouldn't need to be using real guns on set with blanks. We have so much technology now. You don't need that. Uh, I mean, the, the recoil, I think, is an important thing. You could make a gun. You could make a gun that does that. Maybe. Maybe you some could, sort of spring action or yeah, something. You sure. could do that. Sure. And then if you want to shoot cans, go get a BB gun. True. Pelican. Pelican. Yeah. He's going to have that kick. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just uh, making light. Jamie Lee Curtis wants to voice the devil in the new Exorcist trilogy. What the devil? And I would say if she wants it, and David Gordon Green is directing her in the Halloween movies, and he's going to direct the Exorcist movies. Why? Might as well. Yeah. Might as well get Jamie Lee Curtis to do it. She wants to yeah. do it. Totally. I'm down. I don't need another Exorcist film, but I'm down for it if she does it. Same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many Exorcist movies are there now? Like 25. So, like, this there's ridiculous. even. Remember that year? when two origin movies came out and they were done by separate studios, but they were both supposed to be the origin of the exorcist. Yeah. What the heck? What in the world? Weird things. Uh, And last, but oddly not least, Facebook is rebranding to meta. (laughs) Crickets. I mean, they, I think this is all just a, smoke and mirrors because of whatever document released recently uh, regarding all their ongoings but either way it just that that name it just sounds more prying to me like meta we're going to be more (laughs) involved with your private information and more able to sell it Uh, but uh, I do like some of their VR concepts that that, uh, I've seen that looks really cool all of that stuff that came out of Connect is kind of cool. I'm excited for a San Andreas VR. Um, yeah, I'm excited for some of the stuff. They didn't particularly say a new headset, but there's that new like professional one that's going to come out. That's going to be stupid expensive, like two thousand dollars. Jeez, I don't need that, but uh, I like my I Quest Two a lot. <laughs> I want all of that crap. Yeah, who doesn't? But I'm I'm not going to get it. I don't need it. Yeah, I'm going to play with it when it's on display in Best Buy. And I'm going to get the heck out. (laughs) Well, you know what you're not going to want to get the heck out of? What's that? Our next sponsor. Oh. Hey, Mark. Today's sponsor is Walter's Wacky Wiggly Worm Bait. Walter's Wacky Wiggly Worm Bait is the best bait you'll ever need. Not sure if it'll help catch worms or fish, but uh, there's a market for both. Especially if your area is inhabited by shy halud or halibut. Mention Pop Culture Elevator to Walter, and he'll give you the Arrakis special. That's code for two for one. Thanks, Walter's Wacky Wiggling Worm Bait. Thanks. Yay! All right, passengers, you know what time it is. time for the elevator pitch in which Danny will have 30 seconds to convince a movie executive in our elevator to go for a movie idea based on three random words given to us by our random word generator. Danny, are you ready to take a ride? I guess so. Okay, your three random words are pencil, sausage, and compass. Pencil, sausage, I'm going to write this down because 
Okay, so what do you say? Pencil? Yes, number two. Sausage. And what? Compass. Compass. Okay. <laughs> Pencil, sausage, compass. Okay, got it. I got it. I got the movie. Oh, oh. This is the true story of our boy Lance the sausage smuggler. <laughs> and his his journey from pencil pusher to being the guiding light compass for a bunch of awesome rock bands. <laughs> Because it's kind of a true story there. It's kind of a true story. It's a, it's a biopic. But it is. We're going to, we're going to like, we're going to change it a little bit. We're going to, it's going to be a biopic, but also it's uh, going to change it a little bit. So our boy Lance, he's a pencil pusher. He's working in an office <laughs> job and he one day meets a band and they want him to be like the, the road manager. So he starts going on uh tour with them. He becomes the guiding light, the compass for them. Uh, but he learns on his way from one of the singers of the bands. They're big into making sausages, sausage casings, packing them up. So he learns that, but he learns that he can smuggle drugs in through that too for the bands. So he's, we'll call it, we'll call it sausage smuggler. The movie (laughs) present pop culture elevator presents sausage smuggler. The movie. Our logo will be a compass, but the needle is sausage. sausage. With a pencil, with a pencil coming out of the tip, so that it's got the little arrow. I need it. I need it. I, I really want to start like making these, or or like having fans send in these little stupid movies. Like this is not a stupid idea, but like we've had a lot of stupid ideas on here, uh, but that they're hilarious. Uh, I, I want to see them. I just want to see them, even in like thirty second form. Or the something movie. Like that. The movie's gonna end on Lips of an Angel by Hinder. <laughs> Just because we know that that's one of the bands that Lance was uh, out with. Yes. With the lips of an angel. going to be an eighth grade slow dance scene. Oh, no. Is that what it's going to be? <laughs> no, it's going to be a wedding. Wedding dance. Oh, that's right. A lot of people dance. Well, Lance get married at the end. Oh. <laughs> Dancing the lips of an angel. Oh. Who, who, okay here's 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 the better lance is gonna hate us for this here's the better one who plays lance in the movie what 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 star right now do, do we get to play lance in our in our biopic who uh, i don't know i'm trying to think oh no i, I, I thought you were like leading me like no no i'm not leading person. you i'm asking you who do you think jason Momoa. let's just let's do it let's no, it's, no, no, I'm just kidding. i was <laughs> just thinking kidding. I was thinking uh, Jonah Hill. Or, no. Uh, no, no, he's too short. I'm trying, uh, to, I'm trying to think of what, who could look like Lance a little bit. Like Seth Rogen could maybe like. First choice is Jonah Hill. I love Jonah Hill, but they don't look anything like. Seth Rogen could maybe do some prosthetics and look like him. I can, I can buy that. I can buy a Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. Like a short haired Seth Rogen. Yeah, I just can't have him do the. <laughs> you know, I think that comes with the territory. Yeah, right? no, the no <laughs> Seth Sorry, Seth Rogen. If you have to laugh like that, you don't get the part. We can just like Lance in. <laughs> Lance is too high priority for Seth Rogen's. Can you imagine watching a movie where just like a terrible dubbing laugh? It's like anytime, anytime Seth Rogen's laugh, you get like. A <laughs> 
<laughs> well, well, I make myself. I crack myself up. I'm sorry. Can I put a fork in me? I'm done. I am red. Look how red I am, dude. <laughs> hey, Lance. We're sorry. We're just making fun. Yeah, we're just, we're just, yeah, we're just having fun because we're deliriously tired. Oh god. We love you, man. At the well, Night Nerd. Make sure you guys check him out over there at the Night Nerd. Go check out the Night Nerd. Go, go look at his Substacks and read his thing about why dogs are amazing. Yes. Uh, but but truly, uh, if you passengers could tell us what you think, who should play the night nerd, go tell us. We would love to know. Yeah. Go go watch our YouTube video of us messing up. You can see what Lance looks like there, and then you could tell us who you think. Oh, yeah. Our blooper reel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell us who you think should play uh, Lance of the Night Nerd in our Sausage Smuggler the movie. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com, Instagram at popcultureelevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.